the Red 78. I just can't believe you've been positive for three weeks in a row. It must have been something I know, that's so out of your mind. <laughs> I can't believe it myself. I can't believe Available it. every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. You know, that wasn't an All-Ireland winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on the second half performance. Is it a step too far to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not. OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head at performances with just lack that intensity. Uh, we're breaking our own rules this time. We're going to start with the green. Yeah, we, we kind of felt like we had to, Jerry, because I mean... If we don't start in Argentina this morning, then there's something wrong with us. And I even wore, well, I tried to make an effort with my wardrobe today to wear blue and white to some degree to <laughs> in tribute to our Argentinian ah. friends. And it was actually by accident. I was in the taxi this morning and I was like, oh yeah, this is good. This is a, a happy coincidence. But um, I, I don't really know where to start. I think we all just need to, to sit down and, and talk about it and vent and digest. Emmy Martinez, shit has re- is obviously the thing that's going to last in most people's minds. But like the save, it, he actually, he'd had a couple of mistakes. Yeah. He came out and he flapped for a ball that, that cannoned off his, uh, his right foot and went back into play when it was still 2-0. And you're like, oof. And maybe, maybe he could have a slightly goal? stronger hand for one of the goals. Um, but the save at the end of normal time, at the end of extra time, you're like, ah, Colin he's going to be okay. That guy's got, uh, Colin Wani's going to be thinking about that for... Forevermore. And that's why I felt like when he was doing the, the shithousery during the shootout, I felt a little bit sorry for the French lads. And I, I wanted Argentina to win at that point. Um, but a bit of part of me was like, oh, Emmy, don't. Just oh, leave go them. Go for it. No, I, I do it. I think it's one of those things if you're his teammate, you're like, ah, yeah, brilliant. But if, you, if you're against them, you hate him. So he got booked for the, uh, the shithousery to Chouamani when he kicked the ball away. Uh, oh, Martinez, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. I've never seen a keeper get a second yellow card in a penalty shootout. What would have happened? One mm. of the players would have had to go in, or would they be allowed to make a sub to bring a subkeeper on? Can I make a sub? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you can. So one of the like, but I was thinking that I was like, he can just keep him going here because he knows the ref won't do it. Well, goals, did he yeah. actually get a yellow card? Because I got a yellow card for the Chuamani when um, he threw the ball away. Yeah, when he threw the ball away because that was so blatant. Like, I, did, I didn't see the brandishing of the yellow card. Um, who was on comms? Uh, Jermaine Gina said it in BBC. Got booked. Yeah, mm. it was um, uh, okay. So, uh, not a great call, Oh, no, he's not. No, like, no, he's not. He's, he's. I, yeah, he just doesn't add. I, I really wish I could listen to Ali McCoy's. But my so he's a five, former, former five-a-side teammate of mine, Jermaine. Leave him alone, please. Oh yeah, forgot, forgot your mates. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's, uh, let's be easy on Jermaine. Uh, no, but Ali McCoy's was brilliant. Like he was slagging England throughout the commentary as well, and a, a points joking about the fact that he needed to lie down. I think we all needed to, to lie down. Even at the start of extra time, I was thinking, how am I going to do this for another thirty minutes, and then. At, at the end of extra time, you're thinking, please, just don't go to penalties. Please continue. Just keep going until it's a golden goal or something. That la- the last two minutes of extra time was the most enjoyable watching <laughs> of any football match. Yeah, but also it was torturous. It, it wasn't enjoyable. It was, too, it was, it was so too enjoyable. It was too tense. I couldn't have done and, it. Like, Boy, uh, did just, you want someone to win? Yeah, I wanted Argentina to win. Oh, but well, then there you go then. When Martinez, like, what? Latero Martinez was terrible. Brutal. The like, header was twice. Yeah. The header was, the header was also, appalling. The, the one where uh, he gets he gets caught because he's running in treacle and then almost still somehow uh, gets the opportunity to score and then you're oh my god well, he was, he's just completely shot of confidence mm. yeah he is but he was central to the third goal his first touch is beautiful actually in that one too and then the shot is a blistering shot like which Lloris could really do nothing about other than save like I don't blame Lloris for parrying it out to Messi so he was central to that goal in fairness he didn't make a contribution yeah, but the header at the I end mean, was just you know, uh, 
the header was, oh, was appalling. But it was, you, you get lost in it because that was in the middle. That was the middle chance of three amazing ones where Mbappe, when he took two players out of the game, that last kick at the World Cup, I was oh. like, he's going to score here. He's going to put this into the far corner. And that would be his fourth goal of the game. Oh, my God. That's, it was um, either body experience at times. It was, yeah, yeah. And we still haven't mentioned uh, Argentina's second goal, which is one of the great World Cup final goals. Yeah, it's very good. That goal, like <laughs> by the end of the game, that goal, that Di Maria goal felt like it was in October or November. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, when? what was that goal again? Adrian Ravio's block at 2-0. Oh. Uh, to like keep them in the game. Upa Meccano's block. Upa Meccano did two. Two, Lartoro. Yeah, yes. he played really well, actually. Upa Meccano was one of the, um, the few highlights of No, it was, it was uh, breathless, breakneck speed, brilliant. And um, I, like I, I do feel sorry for France that they couldn't perform when it was... Um, do you? But it was two nil up, like well, because they were they were shy for seventy minutes, yeah. and I I like better team one overall probably. I was I was definitely wondering. I don't think this is just um, a virus because mm. uh, they were bad in patches in all their games. Like they were bad in against da- the Danes for fifteen twenty minutes. They were terrible against England. They weren't great for ages, uh, and so there's something there's something not quite right. They're just not at it in every game, the way they need to be and the way they could be. But well, there's two factors you forget going into it. They had huge trouble in the background of the French Federation. There was uh, Philippe Auclair was on saying like this is not a happy camp. And secondly, they were missing several key players. Well, so that, I think they did really, really well to get as far as they did. When you were saying that they were bad in other games, I thought they were but, quiet against England, for example. But I thought they were outright poor mm. for 80 minutes of this game. Like it was shocking to watch. Yeah, well, Usman Dembele in the first half. Well, it wasn't just Dembele. It was, it was he stood out. There was I a think. load of them. But well, Griezmann was terrible. Um, Hernandez was terrible. Like Theo Hernandez, lucky, yeah. You know, he, made, he made the two, two, two uh, changes. What forty minutes? Forty, yeah. But even that felt like a bit late. You're like, ah, oh, this is. Well, I still thought it was shocking to have two subs made tactically in the first half of World no, Cup final. Could, I still he think could have feasibly took Dembele off after twenty minutes. Like, yeah, no, he, I think Dembele had played so well. You, you're hoping that he's gonna to- totally, maybe, yeah. totally play himself into a bit of form. Um, Antonio Valencia, 2011 Champions League final, same thing. He had a great season, a terrible final, and that was striking. Resembled the same area of the pitch to right hand side of the attack. But it was his very first touch. Dembele like f- uh, fumbled it out of play, and then beaten by Di Maria, and then fouled him. And then there was another opportunity where he was skinned again and he just looked overawed by the occasion. Giroud was just very quiet. Yeah. When you were saying Griezmann was terrible, I just thought he was ineffective, just really, really quiet, same as Mbappe. Mm. That's why I think certain players stood out, like Theo Hernandez and Usman Dembele stood out for being outright poor in the first 40 minutes. Yeah. Whereas the rest of them were just, just let the game go by them. But you do, at the same time, have to acknowledge how brilliant Argentina were. Like, they rose to the occasion because the 2014 World Cup final against Germany didn't have a shot on target in the entire 120 minutes. And you know that was in their minds, certainly the players involved eight years ago. Don't let this game pass you by. Can you imagine the pre-match team talk? And when they were coming out in the tunnel, I was thinking, geez, maybe Argentina do want this more. It's hard to go again to retain it, as we've seen, 1962, the last time. Can you imagine the comparison between the pre-match talk in the dressing room for France versus Argentina? Argentina was so easy. It was like, this is Messi's last chance, let's do it for him. But before the the anthems, like I was looking at, you're looking at Mbappe and Messi trying to gauge who looks up for it, but they both looked completely clued in and up for it. I thought Calm the anthem, as well. The French anthem was spine tingling. It was. I thought, I both was like, of them were. Actually. Yeah, yeah. But we know. But that, I'm saying we know Argentina because they showed it on the pitch that they were well up for it. But when you match like France's anthem and the players' passion for it and how loud it was, considering yeah. they were vastly outnumbered by the Argentina counterparts, versus their display on the pitch. Yeah, chalk and cheese. Was it that second goal? Was it the second goal, the Di Maria goal, where the, Martinez kicks the ball out, the ball's in the air, and you see Leonas Scaloni on the sideline, really gesturing and getting the players before mm. the ball, while the ball's still in the air, and you're like, 
like literally seconds later, that Messi t- touches the ball on, it lead, leads to the counter attack that, that uh, ends up in the Di Maria goal. But they just seemed so up for it, Argentina. Yeah, and I, France were the complete deflation. Yeah, the force of will. But there's so many mini narratives like uh, Messi gave the ball away for oh, France's last yeah, yeah. You know, That's the one thing. And then Montiel uh, handled it. Yeah. And then in the 118th minute of the game, and he was the guy who struck the winning penalty. They won and it three times and then lost it. Nearly lost it each time. That's why I thought we were saying earlier, I was talking to Phil Egan and I was like, I actually did fancy France in the penalties despite the obvious stats staring at me, which is Martinez is fantastic in penalties and uh, Lloris isn't. But I thought, like, Argentina are heartbroken here. Because oh. like you say, Shane, they've lost it twice. I do think, though, that Martinez's save electrified them. Like, because it's the last thing that they're going to remember apart from... Um, do you think? Apart from the Lattaro. But the Martinez chances after that. I know, but still, like, nobody expected him to score. They didn't. Uh, I like, did. I, when, when it came his, in, his teammates knew he was not. <laughs> he was not scoring that. And but they all knew that Emmy is the man. And so that like, would have been Troy Deeney. Like cause oh, it was literally amazing. seconds yeah. later. Yeah, it, would, it, it was just. I, I don't like. Yeah, I didn't expect Latorre Martinez to score either. But like you're thinking no, of that I moment, thought was, I thought he was going to score. Oh. he was crucial to the third goal. As we're overlooking, he, that. Look, he, he played he a huge saying that, okay, World okay. Cup winner, but he was like that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it because it's true. Okay, whatever. Um, he's not getting. He's not. How smart was Martinez for the penalty? Because he was way off his line when he saved it from Coleman, but he started behind the line, yeah. so he had a trailing foot just behind the line, so he was able to pounce out, which is a really clever use of it. Like he, this guy's, an, he could give a lecture on how to save penalties. I think, I think yeah, it, it was. It's more fifty-five, forty-five in in any, any team's favour in a shootout when you have someone like Martinez. I know it's penalties; uh, they're not a lottery at all. But if you have a goalkeeper like Martinez, Lloris is hardly a uh, a common penalty saver. No, he doesn't fit. He dives too fit. early. Yeah, yeah, he think. does. Like, but, uh, uh, Martinez's confidence goes way beyond his CV, doesn't it? He just carries himself so well. Like, what sorry, you, you're, you're he, proud of him. He usually, absolutely. What are you? Uh, he's he's amazing. Yeah, but like there was like stats like ten years ago. He's like one match. of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League for the last four. Oh, five I know. Seasons. I'm just saying on paper the teams he's played with versus the confidence of the man. It's like he carries himself like uh, he uses golden glove as a, a, he as did, a phallic. He did, yeah. Symbol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was definitely. I mean, like Body uh, he, he, Body for, uh, he didn't get banned for calling FIFA corrupt. Yeah. After the after yeah, the calling that was game, I, that was, I think that's actually my favorite post-match interview of anybody ever. Because he got away with it. I realised I started the show again. No, he needs to stop saying it's the greatest. That was the greatest ever post-match interview where they're they're trying to bring him back to like, oh, live in the moment of just having won the penalty shootout. Like, you know, all-time great penalty shootout saver uh, against the Dutch and the shithousery. But he's like, no, they were were having none of it. Um, I never loved anybody more than in that moment. And then then just to be like, yeah, look at this. Look at my giant golden glove. Yeah. Look what I'm doing with it. <laughs> yeah, the photo with the, the I had considered uh, Troy on for the images that we have to show this morning, but I said I'll leave it out. Everyone saw it. I'll leave it. No, you've got to you got to yeah. luxuriate. Uh, yeah. So it, we're reliably informed in the YouTube comments that one of the Ireland underage keepers got sent off for coming off his line. The penalty. Oh, I right. remember that. Um, okay. But oh yeah, vaguely Irish eyes there. Yeah, commenting. Yeah, okay. It, it did strike me when he got booked. I was like, what's going to happen here? Because he's not going to stop doing what he does. That's his thing. Is the ref? Yeah, but when the ball is kicked, one, one of his legs is still on the line. No, no, this is not about the shit outsry when he got booked. Oh, yes. sorry. Are you right, sure right, he got right. booked? I guess my point is I don't. I trust went by the commentator. I didn't see the brandishing of any cards. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't yeah, see. I but know. I was one hundred percent guarantee the commentator said he's been booked here. Okay, but yeah. that, not, you know, I know. But I'm sure I'm going. But sure, that's I the job of the commentators. The, and see the, the commentator tell me I'll go by what they say. Okay, well, it's just like when I thought Magic was going to get banned for the semi final because on ITV they said he's now banned for the semi final because he got booked and he didn't and he wasn't. So sometimes they make mistakes. Sometimes yeah. they do. But I go by. I them. felt uh, I felt pretty emotional. I think I, I felt sorry for anyone who doesn't 
enjoy or like football. Yesterday when I was when I was watching it, I was like, this is, I can't explain this to someone who doesn't watch or like football in any sense. I think there was enough drama in there to capture everyone's imagination. 100%. Because it went beyond but like football some of the, and sport at the end. Some of the newspapers today rightly have like Mbappe 10 out of 10, Messi 10 out of 10, Rodrigo de Paul 9 out of 10. Mbappe 10 out of 10? Performance wise. No? no. Oh, come on. No. World Cup final hat trick. I mean, the yes. greatest redemption of a performance I've seen, yeah. Oh, he deserves 10. But then other, other ones but are given 9 and 9.5. We have Jean Philippe Leclerc on a little bit later on. He has explained how they keep do their, um, their rankings, and I can't find them this morning. I, was, um, I, I haven't looked very hard. I've only looked on, uh, on the phone. I haven't been on the um, desktop yet to be able to. Scooch through, but what did he get? What did what did they get? Yeah, I'd be interested to see. Um, he does, he, and what they think? Of course, he deserves a ten. If a footballer ever deserved a ten, how much? He was the Shane Walsh of the final. Like. He was Shane Walsh. He was definitely Shane Walsh. It's he like. had Mbappe. Yeah, uh, Shane Walsh was brilliant for the entire match. Mbappe, look, Mbappe was brilliant. Yeah. I, look, it doesn't matter. Forget about the first. Uh, no, he half. was. He was. He was outstanding. It kind of goes to my point. Is like, why can't he do this more often? Ah, but, but he went. Oh, he was absolutely. Okay. Geez, he was phenomenal at the end. Okay, we, uh, at the end. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not having a bad word set against Mbappe. Oh, we should we talk about Argentina because this is green Argentina. This is green. We have done a lot for them. Uh, should we move on? I know. Uh, it's yeah. Okay. Go on. Go on. Yeah. I know it's performance rankings, but look, we'll get back to. Well, sorry. Uh, what? 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 Macron. What does he get out of ten? Uh, is it twenty-two out of ten? Clown. Out of 10. Why? Uh, but they. They were all. Words. So ah, P.O. Just get out of the camera and stop. Just. Piss off, basically. He was like, it was him and Infantino. Were, no, Infantino were, and the Emir were like, when they were actually like bringing Messi over to the rest ah, of them, it was, was like, weird. would you please yeah. walk away? Yeah. I was actually shouting at the TV at that stage with the two of he ever F off. Yeah. Just leave him. Like, he knows where to go. He sees it's where all the players are. Yeah. Lloris said in his press conference afterwards that like there wasn't much said, but the President of the Republic came in and gave some strong words. So maybe it meant something to him because Mbappe seemed to be listening. No, he was like, "This is the this is my president. I have to listen to what he yeah, said." Yeah, he was. Leave me alone. I, I, I go, it, I go with Shane. Well, he was looking away, but though I can't help being made three separate yeah. times. Had him on the back and walk away. Well, and here's the thing: they 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 met on the pitch. I'm like, well, that's a bit weird. And then they meet on the podium when he's for the, getting for the top score when he's getting the, the golden ball. Yeah, and then it gives him the losers' medal. Yeah. But each time they're having a chat, like it wasn't just a, it wasn't cursory. It's because he's on camera. Macron, he knows. It's uh, like, little, I, I, I thought Infantino was far worse than there's Macron. Footage of, there's oh, yeah. footage far worse. of um, Bertie and Roy Keane at uh, the airport. The airport, yeah. Oh, heading oh, yeah. Out. Well, yeah. The, the big, uh, it's not the same. The big Sopranos-looking guy beside Macron was the, yeah, I don't know was the Argentinian yeah, FA president. The Argentinian president didn't go because he thought he'd be bad luck. He was the head of the Argentinian FA, I think. But he was understated. He was like, "Oh, I'll just hug the lads." And Peter English in the comments has pointed out that Martinez was booked. It shows uh, on an app, and I have said I have watched said app, and it says it here. Yeah, Martinez booked. It says on the score, yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry. Okay. Right. We'll, we'll get to the rest. Of them. We're obviously coming back to the World Cup within the performance rankings as well, but uh, we will move on to the other. Macron is like the Irish TDs are at electric picnic when they get into the VIP area. Says uh, Miguel ah. on on our comments. Jesus, not far wrong. No cameras though. No. The other green should deserve a very, very good mention. Uh, while the uh, the match was ongoing, there was a game in, in Crook Park as well, but uh, the game I want to mention is Dunloy. Dunloy deserved to be in the green because uh, what a performance from them yesterday to beat St Thomas's of Galway by four points in the Ireland Senior Club Hurling semi-final. Um, prior to, to yesterday, Dunloy had only once won at Croke Park. That was the 1996 club semi-final against Kenny's Glenmore. Who was their top scorer that day? Gregory O'Kane. He was, was the manager he? yesterday. Manager, so yeah. right. It's all kind of come around. It's all full circle. Missed a penalty in the first half as well. Like uh, It wasn't a fluke at all. And um, yeah. St Thomas has spent the last 10 minutes lumping the ball into the 
um, massively congested penalty area yeah. and just didn't have an answer. It was towards the end, like, cut it back to two with six or seven minutes left, Dunloy got the last three scores. Well deserved. Like It's not like a, a flash in the pan performance for Dunloy either. Because no smash and grab. No, definitely not. They were brilliant against Slock Neal in the Ulster final a couple of weeks ago. and um, St Thomas has had the extra week, I think, to prepare for this match. Uh, so you, you can't blame tiredness. But St Thomas has looked the, t- the more tired of the two teams towards the end of the game as well. Um, I mean, serious, serious resolve. That penalty saved by, uh, from Cunning, as you mentioned, Jer, and, and Nigel Elliott missed a, a guilt edge goal chance as well just before the halftime break. So there were moments where we were thinking, is this going to be Dunloy's day or if they, if they missed their chance? Uh, but no, they were brilliant. And, and it was kind of a 90 second period, as I said, towards the end, where in the last five minutes they picked off those last three scores to really um, go for it. Gregory O'Kane, like he's played in the club's four losing All Ireland club finals in the 90s. Uh, and early noughties, but uh, of course in four weeks' time we'll have the chance to, to lead them out against Ballyhale Shamrocks. So uh, a, a big win for Ballyhale as well against um, Ballygunner. Uh, one of the papers this morning, one of the Irish tabloids, is pointing out that almost exactly the same moment that Messi, 35-year-old Messi, was scoring a penalty, 35-year-old TJ Reid was smashing home a penalty <laughs> for Ballyhale to uh, get revenge. Yeah. Uh, Qatar to Cat Star is the headline on the back of the sun. TJ Reid was in perfect sync with Lionel Messi yesterday. The two stars, both 35, dictated play and smashed home vital penalties within minutes of each other. There you go. That's, that's Class. Meant to be. No, nobody saw it. No, nobody that's, saw it. that's the problem. And Michael Verney rightly pointing out on, on Twitter yesterday, Joey Holden was so good that Bally Gunner had to move Desi Hutchinson off him. Like he was just uh, imperious for... For Ballyhill yesterday was Joey Holden, so that uh, that final in four weeks' time in Croker is going to be brilliant. And Dunloy have a chance. Look, Ballyhill beat all around them, um, but uh, I certainly wouldn't rule out Dunloy. Ballyhill have led everybody into every game. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so Nays had a run on them, Kim McCord had a run on them, and obviously like, everybody expected uh, yesterday that they were going to have it put up to them by Ballygunner. But mm. uh, so Dunloy have a chance. And the thing is that, and Gregory O'Kane mentioned this after the match as well, lads, that that. Dunloy's forward line has some serious lightning pace and that's why he felt Croke Park suited them uh, and of course it will be Croke Park again in the final so look uh, Ballyhill will do their best to, to nullify that threat but yeah certainly that Dunloy forward line and the pace they, they have could certainly lead, lead to some problems for Ballyhill so that's a cracking final in four weeks time that's the uh, the other green this morning we will move on to the amber look we're putting France in the amber um, I think deservedly so uh, like they were yes shite for the first what what, how many minutes are we going to say? 80. 80 minutes? It was 79th minutes was the penalty. Yeah, fair enough. Look, we'll, we'll go with 80. But um, Mbappe, as we said, the Shane Walsh of the final, came up with the hat-trick, came up with the goods, the two penalties were just cool as you like, and then the third penalty, of course, in the, in the shootout. Rightly stepping up first in the shootout, unlike Neymar. Um, so didn't In fairness, it was interesting, wasn't it, that they both stepped up straight away? Uh, it had to be done. Also, Messi's, <laughs> Messi's penalty shootout penalty. What? Oh so my relaxed. God. Like... Just trickled in, by the way. It did. Like, it was enough time for Larise to go, oh, maybe if I make, if I just turn around here, I might yeah. be able to... Nearly enough time. Yeah. I think Larise was thrown by how outrageous the penalty was, wasn't he? Because he stumbled a bit. He was like, what? It's only there. Mm. He was embarrassed by it. There was the moment on the sideline where Olivier Giroud is fucking his, his bib down and he's so pissed off at being, t- at being taken off. But I think the uh, the way the game panned out then, from that, that point on... Uh, you know, vindicated what Didier Deschamps did. He made the changes when he had to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came back into the game, albeit it took until, as you said, the 80th minute. To the do kids it. are okay as well. well. Colin Wani played brilliantly. Turan was very good when he came on. Although he, although he got a verbal lashing off Deschamps at the end of uh, normal oh, time. Did you see that? It was very aggressive. He laid into him. 
very dive aggressive for, I don't know if it was for the dive we, we, I haven't found out what it was for like, but mm. he absolutely laid, I, I think it was something more tactical than the dive I don't think he would have minded the dive would he because there was a chance he would have got a penalty I don't know um, I think it was more tactical Kingsley Coman very effective off the bench as well yeah, yeah they're going to be alright aren't they that's the thing yeah. I, when I was thinking that at, at the end I was like sure Mbappe turns 24 tomorrow so like this, this crowd can go for another couple of World Cups yeah. whereas like, it did feel like it just felt like Argentina's time but I, I was still so shocked by the first 80 minutes the of French display yeah and I, like, I, did, I did think look this is, this is uh, reminiscent of Brazil in the 1998 final like that there's something going on something off here yeah and I was like oh, they must really be ill this is like Spurs last day 2006 food poisoning stuff but like no Didier Deschamps came out afterwards and said no the players who started were 100% fit like no excuses um, and Upa Meccano who missed um, the semi-final through illness like he came back in and was excellent and Canate was and Rabiot was excellent yeah, well yeah. sorry Rabiot was good yeah. Upa Meccano was excellent um, Canate was unlucky not to play because of his performance in the semi-final but totally. then I guess Upa Meccano the, he's their guy he's always yeah. in the team uh, felt so sorry for for Coman and Chiumeni Oof, I've got the I've got the Lequipe ratings. Yeah, uh, Tio Hernandez. What do you think? Two point five, three, three out of ten. Oh, you've got it there, do you? My guest. The point fives. This is the. Um, uh, we've got none of the point fives. It's, it's all whole numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, right, Mbappe. Come on, let it. Uh, keep, keep me in suspense here. Uh, Mbappe did not get ten out of ten. Seven. Ah, seven. Let's see. Is that your opinion or what do you think? What I think. Do? What I think. I'm sorry. It's I don't have them written down. Okay. Uh, well, we can ask the man himself. I'd say when he comes on, but yeah. I would imagine. Uh, I saw the they po- would have given. I'm, I'm talking about the keep standards. They probably would have given him seven. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, I not think, fair. I'm not. Listen, you, sorry, I, you'd I, have given them seven. No, I would have given them um, not rated. Not eight. On, not on long enough to be rated. Giroud and Dembele. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's a so. I was going to ask you about. Sorry, that, you, you so. Kylian Mbappe scores a hat-trick in a World Cup final and you'd yeah. give him 8 out of 10. I'm going by his own standards. What, what are you taking the two off for? His first 80 minutes. Ah. He had 24 touches. Yeah, but does, is a game not... On, on the, is there not more weight given to those moments Listen, that matter? He is Those last 10 minutes, the, the extra time, the penalty shootout. I'm rating him by his own ability. Like, he's as in a victim of his own success. I just thought, like, no. look how amazing you were from the 80s. You're them as if you're blind. You absolutely destroyed the opposition when you wanted to. But where were you for the first Third 80 minutes? Killian. He I know, was incredible. He scored a hat trick in the World Cup. Final. I think Mbappe is unbelievable. But I was like, where were you for the first 80 minutes? Why couldn't you do this? I think if. Look, if you want to be the absolute best of the best of the best, that's what you have to do. And for 80 minutes, I was like, this guy. Damien Duff is right. This guy can't lace Messi's boots. And, boots. and then, from the 80 minute onwards, he was like, wow. The penalty, well struck, That's what went in. Yeah. And then um, then he nearly won it for them at the end. Like, the volley wow. was ridiculous. We're forgetting about the goal from play as well. Yeah, I thought Martinez could have saved it, but it was a great, great volley. It was a very good volley. Uh, what has Kylian Mbappe done to you, Colin? No, I, I'm his biggest fan. I would say, why can't you do it more? I would just have, I would have high standards for him. Because he has something that no other forward has. And I would like the most talented forward of our generation to showcase that more often. That's all I'm asking from. Yeah, what, what, what are you giving out of 10 for Mbappe? Uh, you gotta, I mean, like keep giving him a 9, which means it's a 10 for everybody else. Wow, right? did it's they? Like, okay, uh, fair enough. Sorry, they, he got yeah, it is fair. It is. still think 8. Messi got an 8. Di Maria got an 8. Messi got an 8. Yeah. I thought Di Maria was the best player on the pitch from what he, when he was on the pitch. 63 minutes. I still think, uh, I was I still think Di Maria, like, I'm amazed he scored the goal. Amazed that he, he didn't somehow manage to... He had a right footer that hit the corner flag. I thought he yeah. was really good when he was on. Really, yeah. really good. I was always. Um, 
the only moment of the day where I wanted Argentina to lose was when Mbappe, when the, when the penalty at the end of extra time is conceded and then it's scored and Di Maria is shown in the, in the dugout crying and I'm like, oh, I'm feeding off this. I got a strange sense of joy out of watching. I got Di Maria, Di Maria, Di Maria cry. I felt sorry, about, I felt bad about it, but one, one opinion that I saw lads made about France was that they were on the easy side of the draw and that they were eventually found out. I mean, because they, they, they didn't really impress akin to 2018. Uh, throughout the tournament massively they weren't a standout performer you wouldn't have said oh this is the team it wasn't like Spain in the group stages where we were like Jesus this could be this could be brilliant but look alright we've got like two minutes left ok we'll, we? we'll, uh, we'll, we'll yeah. rifle on to the red uh, we'll start on what are we starting on Qatar uh, yeah I mean we can't forget about the fact that this World Cup was a World Cup in a place at a time where um, we all felt a little bit bad about it uh, what, did the sports washing work absolutely did we talk about it much over the last few weeks? Not really. Um, and then, of course, Messi was wearing the 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 bisht, the the uh, the cape, which I thought was a bit weird. Look, I know it's customary over there, but um, it just I thought for the photographs, I mean, it, it just looked, looked pretty quick. It was it looked yeah. a little bit strange. I thought, didn't it? I mean, yeah. it made Messi stand out from everyone else, I suppose, uh, which I guess is the point. Mm, not really. No, it's not. No, it, no. and he, anyway. It's not. It's funny. It's not the picture that's used on the back of the pages, and so well, I think we should. Move yeah, on. the moment he kisses the trophy. Yeah, the yeah. moment he kisses the trophy. But also, like these are all the, the English papers, and it's the same. You can be sure in Argentina, and it's the same in France, and it's the same in every sport paper. So the bish does not make the papers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on. Yeah, it was a strange one. And then uh, Gianni Infantino kind of mentioned it, trying to edge his way into the photographs. What looked like. Uh, Really directing Messi towards, okay, go over there to the middle of your teammates as if he's never lifted a trophy in his lifetime before. Oh, you don't know what to do. I'll be here with you. Uh, do you want me to go over with you and, and help you lift it? Do you want me to stand there and hold your hand and be in all the photographs front and centre? Um, so Infantino has kind of stunk the place out throughout the World Cup, especially when he pops on TV, you know, 60 seconds to 90 seconds into every single match. Um, so we can't forget the, the darkness behind this whole World Cup uh, and I don't think people will I don't know if the, the sports washing worked it worked in the sense that we weren't talking about anything but the football but um, I, I think in terms of wanting to make people go to Qatar I don't know if Qatari tourism will benefit massively from it sure it's about tourism is it not more about um, being able to yeah. buy and sell fighter jets and transfer billions as opposed to the thousands that they're going to make from tourists yeah it's quite quite probable that that's what they what that what they wanted, but yeah, it, it just leaves a bad taste. And, and I think now that the World Cup's over, we'll probably look back on it more with a little sense of uh, what the hell was that, that all about? Um, um, what else in red? Yeah, the other piece in red this morning in the performance rankings is uh, the EPCR because Ulster Rugby, uh, their game against La Rochelle. Well, I mean, Kingsban Stadium on, in Belfast at the weekend was ready for a match. That's according to Dan McFarland. Um, the bottom line was, according to them, the decision was wrong. The game could have been played at Rivendell. Dan McFarlane said, we've got to remember, I've been involved in European rugby for more than 20 years. Uh, so he says, the referee, Luke Pierce, inspected Kingspan at 2pm on Friday afternoon. Uh, he's believed to have found 60% of it was unplayable due to the sub-zero temperatures that gripped the island all week. Um, and he said it was worth waiting until the next morning, Saturday morning, to find out for, for sure. Uh, and they said they couldn't rely on weather forecasting because they had to make the decision early. Um, Ulster fuming, of course. They end up losing the game. Brilliant comeback, uh, but end up losing by seven points, 36-29. Toronto Nogara's La Rochelle, they pick up the two losing bonus points, um, having lo- trailed 29-0 at the interval as well. Uh, but yeah, it just... 
the counter-argument is the TV broadcasters and the media and people who needed to get to the game needed a bit of time to prep and get down from Belfast to Dublin and set up and all that crack. Um, supporters, of course, need that as well. The Ulster fans didn't get to see it. It felt like a COVID match, no atmosphere, no crowd, no fans. Uh, and I know there's security issues there as well. Uh, but it just, it just seemed to be missing the sense of occasion. Did it affect the result? Probably. Look, Ulster came back to within seven points. Could they have won that game in Belfast with a bit of an atmosphere? Interesting, in the Irish Times today, they're actually saying that Ulster have questions to answer here, that they are the ones who uh, could have made the decision earlier in the week, uh, that there were other matches similarly affected by the weather, and so they them complaining is a, a little bit rich. Now, I don't, I don't know what the truth of that is, but certainly there's going to have to be a proper uh, investigation into what happened and why it happened, and like the rest of the competition, bit of a shambolic weekend when you consider that Gloucester are able to send their second team over to Dublin and that's a complete no contest and it looks like there might be another no contest in the third round. So what was once a brilliant, absolutely amazing competition is now suddenly struggling for life. Notwithstanding the incredible scenes at the end of the game uh, where Munster got to Franklin's Gardens and again, a little bit lucky with some refereeing decisions but they made their own look in other ways so we'll talk about that a bit more with Quinny later on but um, bit of a shambolic weekend all told yeah decision making I think should be in the red here by everyone involved that was your Gillette Labs performance rankings OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette